The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, January 9th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. Did you get blown away yesterday afternoon? Walking in a winter wonderland. Winter is hitting hard. And it's not like the uh, light little snow falling. (laughs) It's like rain coming in sideways. Yeah, it's and not sometimes. like the Courier and Ives photo. Yes, not <laughs> not not at all like that. The blizzard, blizzard conditions tonight on the way, and yes, the the wind is picking up. I noticed that, but uh, so far so good. There have been some power outages around the area, and more as the morning is unfolding, but. We are okay. So yes. far, n- no glitches, and we just keep praying for protection. That's right. So the blizzard warning is up in the Cascades. Here in the Valley, it's rain. It's going to be kind of a wild day, though. Could be a little lightning or thunderstorm as we move into the afternoon. Could see some pockets of hail falling. I got hail over the weekend at my house in Vancouver. So really? It's kind of weird. Yeah, and you know, when the weather is kind of volatile like this, they're trying to kind of make some judgments about what's going to happen. The temperature is going to really drop tonight. It's possible that the foothills around the valley might see a dusting of snow, they think, even tonight. Wow. So. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for that. I think the roads are still too warm for oh, that for to, sure. to do anything. But Again, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully not. But today would be a good day, too, if you've been thinking about it. Find your flashlights. Make sure the batteries still work. Absolutely. You know, have some extra water. Just make sure that you, you have a plan. And if you are heading over the mountains... Yeah, see what routes you have open and available to you and be ready for a very severe storm. You're right. So we'll call this planning day today. I like to that. To get every, everything ready. Planning day. Well, speaking of planning, you know, the first thing I think of in the morning is what what am I going to make for dinner when I get home from work? <laughs> it's Tuesday, Pat. So uh, not to say that it would be a taco Tuesday in yes. my house, but I do kind of feel like it's a Mexican food kind of a night. Mm. There's some things that we can do to do that. My problem Chicken is... Chicken enchiladas. Oh. Okay, yes. I could yeah. do enchiladas any mm. way you want to make it. I was watching a video of somebody making chili rellenos Ooh. yesterday. Uh-huh. I could enjoy that. But it's probably going to be along the lines of like a carnitas or a, um, chili bear. They you know what like I'm that. eating today? <laughs> ham? Yes. <laughs> More ham? <laughs> More ham. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, <laughs> so what I realized, though, when I plan a meal like this, Pat, and something I've talked about before on the Morning Blend, you haven't heard, the issue that I have in my refrigerator storage is uh, my family are condiment people. Uh, right, right. It, it just, like, it just, you know, eat the food like it is. No, we have to have, like, three or four different kinds of mustard. And we have to have uh, some pepperoncinis and some artichoke hearts. And I think I had to move the same jar of applesauce around my refrigerator multiple times because it, it, it's just big. And and I don't know the need to have so many condiments. Is so. applesauce a condiment? I guess it, not really. Yeah, I guess it can. Now, if pork, you serve it with pork chops. chops. Yeah, there you go. So it's kind of one of those foods that, it's a superfood. Yeah, well, the reason it came to mind <laughs> is because I was trying to move some things around this uh-huh. morning as I was getting my lunch out, and this big giant bottle of applesauce just kind of fell right out. Ooh. And so I'm like, well, okay. 
Didn't we break. need nope. Oh no, no it okay, didn't break. Good. Thank okay. goodness for that. So, but yeah, I don't know. So I think that there might be a little purging this afternoon too. <laughs> We're just going to clean it out. We don't need all the condiments. Just mayonnaise, mustard, ketchup, and uh, good. So there's a planning day activity. One or two sauces <laughs> that go along with it. I'm more worried about batteries. Oh, to get yeah, those batteries. Yeah. So last year. And again, uh, today, again, that planning day, because we are going to, even as we move through the week, temperatures are going to continue to drop by the weekend. Yeah. We, the highs might only be in the 30s. Uh, so I had a pipe in my backyard break last year. Uh-huh. And of course, those types of household things happen when the good deacon is away. So hopefully we won't run into that this year. His travel is not quite as extensive as it was. But my son, Christian, I mean, he stepped up. He's like, Mom, here's what we need. And we went to Home Depot. And, you know, mind you, while we were at Home Depot, we had to shut all the water up into the house because the water in the backyard was just, it was just flowing all over. It created kind of like an ice bed almost. Lake Aiken. Oh, my goodness. He went right out there in the cold when we came back with all our supplies, got it all plugged in. And he said, you're all good, Mom. And I went, well, Jesus. He's an impressive young man. <laughs> you you and Deacon that. Scott should be very proud of Christian. He well, is, a, as well as all your daughters, too. But, but he's, he's an extraordinary young man. He has moments. Uh, you know, there are moments when that works out really well. There are other moments Spoken that he like does a thing and he go. Yeah, you know, that is not exactly how it works. For instance, today he has an appointment to get a passport. He oh. has no, he has no intention of going to the post office by himself. Mom, it's on my calendar. You have to come with me. Oh, okay. I have to. Okay. I mean, the boy can fix pipes in the background, but he can't go to the post office and say, here's all my paperwork. Well, he should be on. He needs his mama. <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, the day that he doesn't want me to come is going to be a sad day. That day will Indeed. never come. That day will never, I assure you. Oh, I gosh. Assure you. Well, you know what has come today's day, and we got to get at it because there's a lot to cover in today's show. Yeah, it's the first show we've had in a while where I can't say Merry Christmas. We're in ordinary time. The The priests are yeah. back in the green. That's and we're right. not talking about cheddar. Always, we're talking about... See? <laughs> and did you notice what I wore today? You are liturgically correct in your shirt color. In, I just realized that. In honor of ordinary that. time. Okay. Yeah. Well, very good. We're going to talk about that. We've got an update on that plane crash. Some uh, kind of frightening news now that is coming out from people who are actually inside that plane. Wow. A guardian angel working overtime to save a young man. Wow, okay. So we'll have that story for you as well. So we do have a great show ahead for you this morning. We're going to start things now with Matt Marr and Joyful Noise. I had to look that up. It's kind of far away. <laughs> we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I'm so tempted to say Merry Christmas. Come on, everybody looking for This is the 
laying my weapons down hands up to heaven now make a joyful noise my heart had to hit the floor to find all I'm longing for but I know you're so much more than a joyful noise love is a everyday life that is matt marr making a joyful noise to get this tuesday morning started the morning blend with brenda and pat 7-eleven and just ahead yes we are in ordinary time and we'll talk with our friend dina marie about why that is anything but ordinary after we check your extraordinary weather forecast next at mater day radio Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Westside Masonry Incorporated. 
providing residential masonry projects in brick, block, concrete, and cultured stone. For more information on fireplaces, patios, driveways, hardscapes, excavation, retaining walls, and fencing, call 503-805-7464. Westside Masonry Incorporated, CCB number 167779. Matre Day Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplain of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Matre Day Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Matre Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's 714 here at Matre Day Radio. High of 47 today as rain continues. There's a 90% chance of precipitation, gusty winds, thunderstorms possible through tonight, low of 33, snow level falling to 22 thousand feet stay safe and get prepared out there it might become dicey conditions currently it is 46 degrees at catholic community services of clark county in vancouver and waiting on the blizzard it's 41 at catholic community services of lane county in springfield well somebody who waits on nothing when she sees something ahead of her especially when it comes to her faith she is one to get right at it. Our good friend Dina Marie, having spent a beautiful Christmas season celebrating up north in Longview, joining us this morning to help us remember that there is nothing ordinary about ordinary time. Our good friend Dina Marie. Good morning, Dina Marie. We'd say Merry Christmas, but we might be a day late. N- never a dollar <laughs> short, though. Well, greetings. Good morning, Pat, Brenda, and Eric over there. It is a beautiful day. I'll still say Merry Christmas. My nativity set is still set up, and I'm going to keep it there until at least the presentation of the Lord. Yes, yes. One of my traditions, you know, that baby Jesus is still an infant in the in the in the cradle, so he's still. You know, I'm going to keep those decorations in my living room because that's where I do my Bible in a year uh, podcast with Father <laughs> Mike and Matter Day Radio is right there. So I want to be surrounded by baby Jesus, the Holy Family, uh, all those wise men and shepherds. They can be studying along with me. So I've got them there, Brenda, for another few weeks. Uh, I I love that idea, Dana Marie. I've got my nativity still set up in my entryway, so I think with everything else that is coming down, I think that nativity scene, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep it up just a little bit longer. You have inspired me for right. sure. Dana Marie, <laughs> I love, too, what you say. Now, at the beginning of the year here at Matra Day Radio, we made a little bit of a shift in our programming lineup. So at 6 o'clock, you... Uh, Actually, you start at 5 o'clock with the Mass, then at 6 o'clock you can pray the Rosary with Archbishop Sample, then at 6.30, Dina Marie, it sounds like you are doing the Bible in a Year podcast here at Mater Day Radio. What do you think so far? 
I am excited. You know, we're on day nine. We've done nine in a row. And, and you know, I haven't read all the way through uh, the Bible. I don't know how many people have. It's confusing. I'm glad that we have a guide. And I had been hearing about the podcast, obviously, but I never jumped in on it. And I thought, okay, you guys have provided the opportunity where we can do this. We can do it together. So, like, I know, Pat, you've been talking about you need to have accountability partner to be able to do these types of things with. I, not only do I have my husband every morning, we got to get up before 6 o'clock to get to the rosary, but I've got all of Modern Day Radio listeners. So we're all <laughs> doing this together, and we're reading the Bible, we're reflecting, we're praying, and we're building our community. I think it's awesome. I think that's the beautiful part about the universality of our Catholic faith. We are never alone. We are never mm-hmm. alone. And you think about all of the people doing that Bible in a year right along with you. Think about the thousands and thousands of people across the country even who are growing in faith together. Our good friend Dina Marie joining us today, sharing a little bit about her new year and her plans to grow in faith. Dina Marie, this time of year now, as Pat said earlier in the show, he is donning his green shirt. We are back <laughs> in ordinary times, the vestments and colors liturgically in church are green the priests and deacons they're wearing green and again people would want to maybe think well there's nothing special that's why we call it ordinary time and it's from now until valentine's day because that begins the lenten journey but this is a really important time of year to take the excitement from christmas and that just joy that we have in the incarnation and we've got to carry it through to lent what are some of the things that you do and that people can involve themselves in to make this anything but ordinary. Right, right, Brenda. And ordinary time is really just we're counting. We're counting the weeks. So we have so many weeks in a year. Some weeks are dedicated to Advent, Christmas, Lent, Easter, Pentecost. But then there's those ordered weeks. And so certainly there's nothing ordinary about that. I think about that color green. When you're green, you grow. And we're going to get so much rain that we're going to have so much green in the springtime We've got to grow in our faith. So when we're brown, we rot, you know, and so let's get into the green. Let's get into how can I grow. And I do challenge our listeners because, you know, I, I didn't do it for the first couple of years. Father Mike had the Bible in a, in a year timeline or Bible in a year podcast. Is that something that you can do to grow is to get into the scriptures? And I challenged our, our parishioners locally at Immaculate Heart on Sunday. I said, this is the time of year. It's the year of prayer. Pope Francis has called this 2024 a year of prayer. How can you make a year of prayer better? Get involved in your parish. Take on a ministry. Maybe it's going to the Adoration Chapel, helping as a reader, helping as an usher, helping as a greeter. Ask Father, what do you need most to help with on a regular basis? Something that's going to get you involved in your parish. I really encourage people at the beginning of New Year, that's how you're going to be more attentive to Christ's presence right there in the Holy Eucharist. So scripture, get involved in your parish and boost up your time of adoration. Uh, We're in a Eucharistic revival. We need to revive our own identity with recognizing Jesus Christ is right there present in the Holy Eucharist. Let's spend some time with him. So I'd encourage people to figure out what can you cut out of your schedule? Do you need to get rid of screen time? Do you need to turn off your phone a couple of hours out of the day? Do you need to just spend some time in quiet? Those beautiful walks I hear Pat talk about, those are times where you can just contemplate. Don't get on a podcast. 
just get you and, and pray. Hold on to that rosary. Take that rosary with you. But I think really getting back to basics. This is something that I'm starting to do is let's get back to basics. I've started to kind of take out of some things that have busied my life so I can have more time to be with the Lord, be with the people of the Lord as well. And I really encourage people, get involved, get involved, get involved. We need to be part of community, and that is what I love modern-day radio about, because you encourage us to be involved in your parish community. You are part of our community, and we really need to do that. Jesus called us two by two, one by one. He's calling us in community And that's what 2024 is going to be about, community and prayer and focusing on Jesus Christ and the Eucharist. Well, okay, so I have been busy writing. Here's what I got from Dana Marie. Uh, In green, you grow back to the basics. Be with the Lord. I think those are all fantastic things to remember for these season, these weeks leading up to uh, the Lenten journey. Wow, Dina Marie, you are an inspiration, and thanks so much for joining us. Now, I know your schedule is going to start filling up for the Lenten season, and as we get closer to Ash Wednesday, will you join us back on the Morning Blend, talk about all of the ways during the Lenten season they can grow in faith right along with you? You bet. Absolutely. Brenda will be doing it. And again, folks, 630 in the morning, let's do Bible uh, in a year podcast together on Modern Day Radio. Amen. Amen to that. Dina Marie, thanks so much for your time today. God bless you. And we'll talk real soon. Thanks so much. God bless. 722 at Monterey Radio. Remember, green means grow. And during ordinary time, a great way for you to grow is the Hail Mary Media app. It's got some wonderful prayer resources for you right there. All these novena prayers. You can find a special dedication, even information on the saints. It is an invaluable tool for your spiritual growth. Remember, green means grow. So download the Hail Mary Media app today, and you can get all the details on how to do that at MontredayRadio.com. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. As people of faith, how do we deal with the pain, hurting, and suffering of our lives? St. Catherine of Genoa relied on her faith in a strong way. Born into a rich family, she tried to join a convent as a youth but was rejected. She was then given in marriage to a non-believer who was at times violent and wasted his fortune. How did Catherine deal with this? Constant prayer frequent confession, and frequent communion. Eventually, her husband was converted to the faith. Both dedicated themselves to the sick at a nearby hospital. For Catherine, a commitment to prayer, confession, and communion had brought healing to a wayward husband, a failing marriage, and to countless sick and suffering patients. Toward the end of her life, she shared that prayer was key, having what she called a relationship with God through interior inspiration. This has been Michael Gisandi with a bit of Catholic encouragement. 
Madre Day Radio's Leadership Circle connects through all-source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All-Source Communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com. Or call 503-967-4887 for All-Source Communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. A great way to support Monterey Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And you ever have that feeling kind of cooped up in the winter and you want to oh, get yes. out and swim? Not, oh, not yeah, swim. Not talking polar plunge. I'm talking about going out to the pool and going for a swim. I, I've got details on how that got out of hand in Alabama oh. just ahead. This, oh. <laughs> this is pretty funny. All right. <laughs> and the Vatican, a high-ranking Vatican official, says he thinks the Catholic Church priestly celibacy requirement should be revised. Ooh. Now, this is really interesting. This has been in the news in Vatican world a lot lately. So we're going to tell you what he had to say, too. All of that coming up in news in about three minutes. Here is Sarah Kroger. Alleluia is our song. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What hope we have, even in the longest night for the we have 
redeem his broken ones now we shall everyday life mater day radio hallelujah is our song that's sarah kroger hallelujah it's 7 30. in your news of this hour a vatican official has said that he thinks the catholic church's priestly celibacy requirement in the latin rite should be revised Archbishop Charles Zincula, who serves as the Archbishop of Amalta and is an assistant secretary at the Vatican's Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, said in an interview published January 7th that the church should think seriously about changing the Western discipline. The 64-year-old archbishop said that the church should learn from the Eastern churches, which allow married men the option to get ordained to the priesthood. In the interview, the archbishop is quoted saying, why should we lose a young man who would have made a fine priest just because he wanted to get married? And we did lose good priests just because they chose marriage. The archbishop, who was a delegate at the Synod of Synodality Assembly last fall, added that he has previously spoken openly in Rome about his views on priestly celibacy. But in an interview for a book published in October, Pope Francis pushed back against the idea that changes to church practice, such as introducing female deacons or optional priestly celibacy, would help boost vocations. Pope Francis noted Lutherans ordained women but still few people go to church. Their priests can marry, but despite that, they can't grow the numbers of ministers. The problem is cultural, he said. And Pope Francis added, we should not be naive and think that programmatic changes will bring us the solution. Federal investigators say a door panel slid off before flying off an Alaska Airlines flight last week, and they're looking at whether four bolts that were supposed to hold the panel in place might have been missing when the plane took off. The comments Monday from the National Transportation Safety Board came shortly after Alaska and United Airlines reportedly separately that they found loose parts in the panels or door plugs of some other Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets. 
Boeing has called an online meeting for all of its employees this morning to discuss safety. They've delivered more than 200 of the aircraft to customers around the world, but 171 of them were grounded by the Federal Aviation Administration on Saturday until the door plugs can be inspected and, if necessary, fixed. Door plugs are inserted when emergency exit doors would be located on MAX 9s with more than 200 seats. Alaska and United have fewer seats in their MAX 9s, so they replace the heavy doors with the plugs. In the days since the incident, also that forced Alaska Airlines flights to turn back to PDX. Residents in the Cedar Mill area of Beaverton are finding many objects that fell from the plane after the door plug blew out. The door plug is the piece of the plane that will be key to the investigators of what happened on the Boeing 737 MAX 9. And it was found in the backyard of science teacher at Catlin Gable School, private school in southwest Portland. Teacher Bob Sauer was pretty surprised to find it in his backyard. Sauer called the NTSB, which sent a team of investigators to his home on Monday morning to recover the door. It will be sent to the NTSB Materials Laboratory in Washington, D.C. for further examination. And on board the plane, a teenager lost his shirt and some of his personal effects when that door plug blew out on Alaska Airlines flight. KGW spoke with a passenger who spoke with him after it happened, said that his seatbelt saved his life. The teen had been sitting in the middle seat of row 20, one seat away from the door plug. He was buckled in, it tore his shirt off. His mom sitting next to him helped pull him back. Wow. I would say some guardian angels were working (laughs) overtime to protect this young man. Incredible. They have pictures of him sitting in the flight as they were trying to return. No shirt. As well as the door plug falling here, uh, I mean, a mile away from our studio. You here. recognize you, the neighborhood, Pat, oh, didn't absolutely. you? Oh, absolutely. I saw that and I was like, that's just right down the hill from us right here. So it's, it's pretty wild. But you think about that object falling from the, that 16,000 feet all the way. It's got some momentum, some velocity going to it, too. And for it to hit the tree and kind of get hung up there, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, the, it's that pretty amazing. Everyone on the plane was safe. Yeah. Everyone on the ground property, all safe. Now let's get this situation resolved. Absolutely. Well, for the sixth year in a row, Catholic Charities of Oregon has been named one of the most admired nonprofits in Oregon. At a luncheon organized by the Portland Business Journal, the agency was 10th on the annual list, compiled after voting from local chief executives across all industries. Natalie Wood, executive director of Catholic Charities in Oregon, credited the organization's staff, volunteers, and donors for the recognition during a recent announcement about its Francis and Claire project. Our main kind of goal with this project is to not just provide a shelter, but to provide a home where people can live and thrive and do well. For the past several years, they've provided the kitchen for the homeless there. And I always say that they had a radically accepting love there at that mission, and they served everyone. They turned no one away. And so this, I believe, is really the next step for them because this is our 90th anniversary. Also recognized at the luncheon as one of the most admired nonprofits in Oregon is Catholic Charities partner, the Blanchet House and Farm. 
Contract negotiations have failed between the city of Lysander and the Cowlitz Indian tribe, where tribal officials would have provided police services inside city limits. Had the city and tribe reached an agreement, it would have been one of a few instances in the state where tribal police officers were contracted to provide law enforcement services on non-tribal lands. The center mayor, Tom Strobin, said the city's relationship with the tribe has been great. They just could not reach an agreement on indemnification. Despite the outcome, Strobin said the city and tribe will still work together on other projects. The center has struggled with declining tax revenue to fund the services residents want and expect. For years, gambling taxes from the city's four cardrooms were its largest source of tax revenue. That changed after Alene Casino opened in April of 2017. Within three years, city gambling tax revenue dropped by almost 60%. Well, in sports, it didn't go the way Husky fans wanted it to. Blake Corum ran for 134 yards and two fourth-quarter touchdowns as top-ranked Michigan beat number 2 Washington 34-13 last night in the college football playoff. Michigan's defense held Husky quarterback Michael Penix to just 255 yards passing, only one touchdown, and two interceptions. Penix's remarkable six-year college career ended with maybe his worst performance of the season. Usually unfazed by pressure, he was not nearly as precise against Michigan's defense, took away his uh, signature long-distance throws, and that loss snaps Washington's 22-game win streak. Wow. So the maize and blue have the national championship now. It's going to Ann Arbor. Uh, well, congratulations to them. Uh, a little bit of a, a widespread in points. It was definitely more than what the five points that they had. It was predicted. close till the end. It was close till the till the end Those of the last fourth quarter, and then uh, fourteen the, unanswered points. Yeah, in the that, fourth. that's what hurt there mm-hmm. at the end. I think it's kind of interesting too because this is the last time that it's the college football playoff in this form and the first time they did it 10 years ago it was oregon and ohio state yeah and that spread was 21 points and this one's 22 so that's really interesting kind of parallel there so next year 12 teams in so yeah it should be very interesting next year and of course they're going to be complaining that somebody got left out you know that's the way it goes (laughs) because there's always a team that comes in 13th so speaking of being left out Got this crazy story out of Alabama to share with you because, you know, everybody feels like going for a swim this time of year, right? No. <laughs> okay. A man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama, stripped, and plunged into <gasps> the giant aquarium inside the store. <laughs> The ordeal happened on Thursday night in front of shock shoppers in the town of Leeds, just outside of Birmingham, according to their police chief, Paul Irwin. The 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium, (laughs) then stood under a waterfall and waited for the police to arrest him. (laughs) And they obliged him with that. Uh, He faces several charges, including public lewdness, disorderly conduct, criminal mischief, and not enough splash on the cannonball. <laughs> only only got a, a 6.5 from the judges just, on just that one. Just not high enough. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, even in Alabama, I imagine that aquarium, not too warm this time of year. Don't you know it? Yeah. Yeah, this is this is nuts. So you've seen these gigantic aquariums oh, inside, sure. inside the Bass, Bass Pro, Pro Shop. Shop. Cabela's has right, them, too. Right, So imagine, some, imagine you're shopping. Those poor fish. And, and they didn't want to see that. And somebody jumps in doing a cannonball. It's... it's <laughs> 
Yeah, wild. I I understand the urge to want to swim, okay, but uh, yeah. That's a little bit much. (laughs) It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Tonight at the Golden Valley Brewery and Restaurant, the young Catholic professionals are hosting a networking happy hour from 7 to 8.30. Grow in community with young adults from the Portland area and beyond for young adults in their 20s and 30s. The dress is business casual. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head online to materdayradio.com or find the whole thing on the Hail Mary media app. Well, the Grotto's Christmas Festival of Lights is over, and what a huge success. The biggest one ever. Now, the 100th anniversary celebration going on. Big blood drive underway at the Grotto. We're going to check in with our friend, the executive director, the guy who runs it all out there, along with the Servites. Chris Blanchard joins us next after we check that very, very chilly weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Blessings to you all. This is Bishop Titus Smith. Please join me in these prayers of Eucharistic revival from Our Lady of Fatima. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I adore you profoundly. I offer you the most precious body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, present in all the tabernacles of the world in reparation for the outrages, sacrileges, and indifference by which he is offended. And through the infinite merits of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I beg of you the conversion of sinners. Amen. My God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the Church. Catch the Voice of the Shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 7.44 here at Mater Day Radio. There is a high wind advisory for the Portland metro area, the central Willamette Valley and lower Columbia, and not to be left out, also for the coast range too. High of 47 today, 90% chance of precipitation. Blizzard-like conditions in the mountains, 
and the possibility for thunderstorms and snow even tonight. Well, be ready for it. Currently, it is 41 degrees at St. Ignatius Catholic Church in Portland. And 41 at the Shrine of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto in North Portland. And joining us is the Executive Director of the Grotto, Chris Blanchard, is joining us this morning. Chris, great to have you back recovering from that uh, wonderful Christmas Festival of Lights. And before we get into what's going on with the 100th anniversary, let's recap that Festival of Lights. I understand it was a huge success for you. Well, you know, Patrick, thanks for uh, for mentioning that. We're really excited I mean, it seems like uh, some nights the entire city of Portland was there. Uh, we ended up with over over 81,000 people came through Whoa. the gates. And, uh, well, that doesn't count all the, the countless little kids. We just love to see the, the little children coming to celebrate the birth of Jesus. It was, uh, it was quite an event. And, again, thank you for mentioning that. Well, that is fantastic to hear. And Chris, I just saw some of the crowds that you had on individual nights, and it it blew my mind to think that you were running that many people through that that area because the upper gardens aren't open, so this is all down below. Well, that is exactly correct. And in fact, we'll probably do a little tweak next year and have some timed entry on our biggest nights because our our biggest night was uh, over 7,600 people. Wow. Wow. How do you get them all in there? Well, we're very efficient at getting them through the gate, but uh, it can get pretty crowded on the pathways. But, uh, you know, they're, they're there to celebrate Christmas the right way. And we're, we're just so excited that so many people came out and we were able to touch so many lives. And, you know, the, the choirs add so much to it, mm. the glorious music that comes out of that Chapel of Mary, our grotto carolers and people participating with them inside and outside the chapel. Uh, I just I just loved the whole experience, and I certainly hope the community did too. You know, Chris, I've been thinking about joining those grotto carolers for next year. Patrick, let's, uh, you know, I sat next to you at Mass <laughs> recently. I, I might have mentioned this on the air before. Uh, please, let's leave that to the professionals. You and I can uh, just sit and enjoy the music and uh, let them do the singing. My my pastor actually said my singing is so bad I need to confess it. So that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree with him. We're we're visiting with, with with music critic and executive director of the Grotto, Chris Blanchard, is our guest. Seriously, Chris, though, congratulations! One hundred years of the Grotto here in Portland, and uh, we're celebrating in a big way, kicking it off with a three day blood drive with the American Red Cross. Tell us about that. Well, you know, trained 100 units for 100 years over the course of three days. I, I think you know, Pat, that we uh, we routinely host the American Red Cross at the Grotto. Sure. You know, two, sometimes three times a month. But we're doing three consecutive days, yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And we still have some slots available today and tomorrow for folks to come and, uh, and donate blood. Uh, and one of the benefits is we give you a couple of garden passes to go up and Stroll the upper gardens, and you don't have to use them today or tomorrow if you come. You can use them anytime uh, within the next six months. And so we're encouraging folks to come on out, donate blood, and then take an opportunity to visit our beautiful sanctuary and just find some peace and reflection. So, uh, hey, why don't you come on out, Pat? You got a deal. 100 units, I think one of those should be mine. Definitely. 
I'm going to get out there and do well, it, Chris. Well, you guys do already so much for us. I, I really think you ought to bring the whole staff. But, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know about <laughs> that. <laughs> well, you know, hey, Brendan is pure of hearts. <laughs> oh, but you know what? I think that my blood might be too sweet for a donation. Uh, <laughs> I've never, I've never heard of that condition. Is that before. just, yeah? No, that's that would not be me for sure. Hey, Chris, I know that, that, that this this centennial anniversary that you've got going on. The first part of the year, you're really dedicating to service, and this blood drive goes hand in hand with that. But next month, you've got some other things going on out there that that are kind of in conjunction. Well, we're, you know, Pat, uh, in conjunction with, uh, you know, the start of Lent, uh, you know, a, a, a season of one of the many seasons of giving in the church, uh, we want to collect uh, 100 blankets, 100 coats. Uh, and that's going to be the theme throughout the year and throughout the next few months. So we're going to encourage people to stop by the grotto, come for Mass, and, and bring a blanket. Come for Mass and bring a coat. And, you know, don't just bring a coat for men. You know, we're looking for children's coats, women's coats, uh, all sizes uh, for all ages. So we're hoping folks will stop by the grotto and uh, make a donation of a, of a coat so we can share that with, uh, you know, some of our nonprofit partners like uh, Shady House and uh, maybe uh, Rose Haven down there downtown. So please do come out and, and uh, give, give your time to at the at the mass and then give a little bit for the, for the community that's in need. That is fantastic, Chris. I just love that you're doing that as part of the centennial. Also, you made a big announcement about this new interpretive center that you're planning to have for the centennial as well. Tell us about that project and how people can get involved with it. Well, the interpretive center, we're taking our current visitor center and we, we want to make it a more uh, more educational for folks who visit. You know, we really are focusing this year on getting uh, Catholic schools, and in fact, all schools, out to the sanctuary uh, to spend time. And uh, the interpretive center will will enhance the uh, the learning experience when when students come by. Well, when anybody comes by, uh, we're going to really try to focus with exhibits on our Marian identity. Uh, try to better educate people on the role the grotto plays within the greater Portland community and the Northwest community. Uh, teach a little bit about our, uh, our Servites, the Order of the Friar Servants of Mary, and their ministry, not just at the grotto, but throughout the world. So we're excited about that, and we hope to open that uh, during our centennial weekend in September. So if people want to get involved, they can uh, make a donation. They can make suggestions on uh, what they might like to see in there. And uh, we're just happy to be able to contribute to the education of young people throughout the Archdiocese. Well, 100 years of the Grotto, and uh, we want 100 more at least, Chris. So let's sow into that next generation with this interpretive center. Very exciting. Well, you know, the with the support we get from Modern Day Radio, I, I hope uh, folks realize, I, I say it every time I'm on the air, you are our best partners, period. You're the most supportive 
uh, group of folks out there, and we sincerely appreciate it. It is our pleasure, Chris. Thank you so much for being with us. That is Chris Blanchard, Executive Director of the Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother, the Grotto, here in Portland, celebrating 100 years. Let's blow out all those candles, Chris. Thanks. God bless, Pat. Thanks for having me on. God bless you, Chris. Take care. Have a great day. You too, sir. It is 7.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, the reason why we make such good partners with the Grotto is because we have the same CEO, our Blessed Mother, <laughs> and the boss, Jesus Christ himself. So we are all doing our best. We're all working together. Well, if you want to find out more information, you know, that blood drive and information about how you can get right to the Grotto and, and get to sign up, well, you're going to find it in one place. That's our community calendar mm-hmm. right there at the top of the page. Deborah's got everything happening today. You're going to find it right there on the top. That includes the blood drive and so many other things. I think Deborah gets a bulletins from just about every parish around the area. She finds all of the best events happening and she gets it on the community calendar. But if you want to make sure 100% that your parish or ministry gets your event on the community calendar so we can talk about it on the morning blend, you need to let us know. Let Deborah know. So please send your information to Deborah here at MatraDayRadio.com. You can find out the information about how to submit your event. And then Deborah's going to get it on the community calendar, and we're going to be able to talk about it on the Morning Blend. Also, remember, you can access that calendar with an integrated map system on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBBM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME, Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator, K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. In the Lenten season, the Catholic Church invites us to prepare for the celebration of Easter Sunday of the Resurrection of the Lord. This period of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving allows us to imitate Christ during the 40 days he spent fasting and praying in the wilderness. Hi, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments, and I'd like to invite you to a Lenten day retreat at the Grotto Conference Center, Friday, March 15th, from 9.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. on the theme, Behold the Lamb of God. This retreat features two conference talks, small group discussion, rosary and mass in the Chapel of Mary, Time to explore the Grotto Grounds and Luncheon Fellowship following Mass. For more information and to register for this Lenten Day retreat, visit my website at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. 
Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. 756 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And this tiger will no longer call Beaverton his home. We'll not, tell you more about that next. Not, not so great. Not, not so great, no. <laughs> and if you're a Dominican priest and your brother is a Dominican priest, what do you call each other? Mm. Well, I have some suggestions in today's <laughs> news. That coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Some people have the gift of inspiring and bringing people together. Blessed Pauline Mary Jericot was such a person. Born in France in 1799, Pauline grew up the seventh child of a silk factory owner in Lyon. When she turned 15, she entered society and enjoyed a life of vanity and lukewarm faith. But at the age of 17, God convicted her heart through a Lenten homily about the vices of vanity. And that same year, she gave up her secular lifestyle, made a vow of virginity, and became a member of the Third Order of St. Dominic. Inspired by a devotion to the Eucharist and a desire to console the heart of Jesus for the ingratitude of humanity, she formed a union of prayer among the 200 women who worked in her family's silk factory. Then, one day, she learned of the financial needs of the mission work in China. This is when her powers of inspiration inspiring others really took off. Going to a women's prayer group, she asked them to offer daily prayers and weekly contributions to help the missions. Each woman was encouraged to invite 10 other people to do the same. This effort was so successful in helping the mission in China that other French foreign missions sought her group for financial help. Today, her program is known as the Pontifical Society for the Propagation of Faith, which is dedicated to helping fund missionary efforts worldwide under the Pope's authority. Talk about making an impact. But Pauline's efforts did not end there. In 1826, she recognized a falling away from the faith and lackluster spirituality in her fellow Frenchmen. So she turned to Mother Mary and developed the Association of the Living Rosary calling upon her friends to form groups of 15 where each person from the group would pray one decade of the traditional 15-decade rosary every day. She understood that most people found it difficult to pray an entire rosary themselves, but praying a daily decade was much more realistic. Once again, her program was so successful that by the time of her death in 1862, there were more than 150,000 groups. Today, there are nearly 12 million members worldwide. Unfortunately, towards the end of her life, Pauline made a bad business deal that left her in financial ruin, and she spent the rest of her life in total poverty, suffering from the feeling of humiliation for letting down her investors and the people she sought to help. But this seemed only to have fulfilled her promise to the Lord at the time of her conversion all those years ago. In a journal, she had written that Christ asked her, would you like to suffer and die for me? She wrote in response, I offered myself as a victim to the divine majesty. Pauline lived her life on fire for Christ. She used her talent of bringing people together under common mission and furthered the kingdom of God tenfold. She enjoyed the trust and love of all those whom she helped. In the end, she suffered disgrace, betrayal, and abandonment by friends. She suffered in a way like Christ. This may not be the warm and fuzzy ending that we want to hear, but it is the authentic reality of a life lived abandoned to God. Blessed Pauline Mary Jericot, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find out more information about the saints and pray with Mater Day Radio today and every day by downloading our free Hail Mary media app. You can find all the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock.
Strong winds and heavy rain are knocking out power around northwest Oregon and southwest Washington this morning as utilities companies report thousands of people without service. According to the Portland General Electric outage map, as of 7.54 this morning, there are 152 outages and just over 6,200 people affected without power here in the Portland metro area. However, earlier this morning, that number was well over 11,000. Similarly, Pacific Power's outage map showed several large outages affecting over 2,000 customers. Clark County PUD reports over 16 customers without power, mainly in the Brush Prairie area. Tillamook PUD says its crews are dealing with nearly 200 outages on the Oregon coast. PGE officials remind everyone that an outage kit needs to be kept ready, which includes flashlights, a battery-powered radio, car chargers, and three days' worth of food and water. Today is the day to get ready. That's it. We've got some wild weather ahead today and in the next few days through the weekend. So, yeah, let's be ready. Check on a neighbor, too, if you have somebody or know somebody that might need a little bit of assistance. Great idea. Pope Benedict XVI, a longtime private secretary, German Archbishop George Gainswein, spent the Feast of Epiphany at a small parish in northern Italy, telling parishioners that Pope Benedict was a man of prayer and debunking conspiracies behind his historic resignation. He was not born to exercise power, Gainswein said, but insisted that once elected and faced with troubling issues in the church, such as the pedophilia scandals, he said... He had a strong sense of responsibility. Now, Gaineswine debunked various conspiracy theories surrounding to Benedict's historic resignation from the papacy in 2013, which Italians broadly still believe, saying that when Pope Benedict confided his decision to resign, it was a very hard blow. But Pope Benedict explained that he had fought and had suffered, but he no longer had the physical and psychological strength to exercise that responsibility. Gainwhite says that Benedict did not run away. He just said, my pockets are full. And he resigned out of love for God and for the church. Winona Rochester Bishop and host of Word on Fire, Robert Barron, is urging Catholics to oppose an effort to make assisted suicide legal in Minnesota, one of an increasing number of states seeking to legalize the practice, which goes against the Catholic Church's teaching on the sanctity of all human life. Minnesota is considering a bill to legalize the practice of assisted suicide, and Barron wrote that the premium placed on bodily autonomy in modern society misses the point that the intentional taking of an innocent life is always wrong, no matter what the perceived benefits may be. Instead of assisted suicide or euthanasia, the Catholic Church has long supported palliative care, which means accompanying patients toward the end of their lives with methods such as pain management and not accelerating the process of death. Minnesota is one of at least a dozen states currently considering liberalization of its assisted suicide laws. As of last year, almost a quarter of the U.S. population lived in a state that had legalized physician-assisted suicide, including both Oregon and Washington. Portland police issued a shelter-in-place warning for residents in parts of the Centennial neighborhood of southeast Portland while they searched for a suspect Monday evening that eventually led to an arrest. Portland Police Bureau said that officers responded around 4.50 to assist U.S. Marshals who were trying to catch a wanted subject. 
That person fled from officers and may be armed, they said. So the agency issued a shelter-in-place warning through the public alert system asking residents to stay indoors as officers search the neighborhood. Shortly after 9 p.m., Portland police issued an update saying that the wanted man was found hiding in a shed. He was taken into custody on multiple warrants. And in sports, Tiger Woods has broken up with Nike after a protracted 27-year collaboration with the world's largest sportswear company. The golfing legend made the announcement yesterday via Twitter X. Nike has almost been synonymous with Woods from the time he first went pro back in 1996 to his Masters win in 2019, his first major tournament championship in 11 years. Wood signed a five-year endorsement contract with Nike in 2000. It was worse than estimated $85 million, making it the richest endorsement contract in sports history at the time. At one point, it was rumored that Wood's deal with Nike was $20 million a year. Well, now it's over. Nike's been pulling away from golf as part of its global restructuring plan. Haven't sold golf products in quite a long time, but they have been selling golf attire, and that's why they've maintained this relationship. But now Tiger moves on. All right. There is nothing more iconic in that relationship than the moment of that putt Tiger made that watched that ball hang on the lip of the hole, that Nike symbol just roll right over the top as it dropped in. I love watching that video. Iconic, for sure. When we look at members of the clergy, we often forget that while they tend to God's family on earth, they also have biological loved ones in their lives. This is just the case for Dominican friar Father Simon Teller. However, Father Simon happens to have a biological (sighs) older brother who's also a member of the Dominican order, Father Jonah. And in a recent reel on Instagram, Father Simon shared that he was meeting his brother, brother in New York City. (laughs) The friar then shared the meeting with a message when your brother is also a priest and you visit him in New York City. We then get to see the very cool meetup, but we remain unaware as to how the two address each other. And some were asking in his comments, is it brother, brother? Or do they just use their names? While it obviously doesn't matter what the religious brothers call each other, it's lovely to see the discussion that ensues in the comment sections. Some people thought father-brother would be apt, whereas others shared how Dominicans often like the appellation brother. That's it. Just brother. The Teller brothers are actually from a family of seven children who hail from Cincinnati. While Simon is number three in the family, Jonah, number two. Considering the number of siblings, the two brother brothers no doubt grew up with a myriad of names, but father seems to suit them both quite perfectly. They are, we know a couple of sets of siblings who are religious order. We were just talking about uh, the father wreckers. At Mount Angel Abbey, Father Odo and Father Ralph, they are brothers. And it wasn't until her funeral that I learned that Sister Mary of the Sisters of Reparation Uh was the biological sister of Mother Mary. Oh, wow. Right? Of course, they wear those beautiful, they wore those beautiful, prominent blue habits. Yeah. They were sisters and they were sisters. As Archbishop Sample said at the funeral, sisters squared. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. 
It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Next Thursday, January 18th, St. Mary's Parish in Mount Angel is giving a talk entitled The Wisdom of St. Benedict for Everyday Living. This talk by Benedictine Oblate Director Father John Paul Lee and Oblate Chelsea Segur will talk about the Benedictine values of stability, community, prayer and work, moderation, and silence, and how these values can be applied in everyday life. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com, and you can find it on the free Hail Mary media app. Well, brother or sister, we all have resolutions for the brand new year, and many of those revolve around finance. Brenda's going to check in with Ashley Michike to give us some good financial pointers just ahead for the new year, and we'll check that wild and woolly weather forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for sin for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to materdayradio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Matraday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 
It is 8-12 here at Mater Day Radio. There's yet another cold weather system moving in, and it's going to finish going into this weekend as we continue with more rain and more snow in the coast range and in the uh, in the other range. High of 47 today. Rain continues with a 90% chance of precipitation. Low of 33 tonight. Thunderstorms possible. Well, you're giving us a range of options there, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Currently, it is... Stop. Currently, it is 40 degrees at Sacred Heart Monastery in Castle Rock. And it is 41 degrees in downtown Eugene at St. Mary's Parish. With the best of intentions, many of us are going to make a New Year's resolution. But did you know that for the average person, it takes just 32 days to break that resolution? Let this year be the year you follow through and make some sound financial resolutions that are going to set you up for a great 2024. Joining me this morning to help you along is Ashley Mishike, CEO of True North Retirement. Good morning, Ashley. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning, Brenda. It's great to be here. Ashley, with the amount of money that people spend and charge during the Christmas season, it makes sense to have a strong plan in place to get back on track. So where should we start for a financial new year? Yeah, that's that's a great point. A lot of people have what they call, you know, the holiday hangover where you're stuck paying off your bills and credit card debt from the holidays. So that's that's a great place to start. I would say for most people, if you have credit card debt, that's the single best financial resolution that you could pick would be putting a plan in place, um, creating a timeline to, so that, again, you can be specific. The more specific you are about, you know, what you're going to do with that resolution, the more likely it is that you're going to stick with it. So, you know, figuring out what is a realistic timeline to pay off that debt, um, I would say that's key for success. And then, you know, some people it might take a couple of months to pay that off. Other Others it could be two years or more, but just creating a repayment plan for debt, especially credit card debt with interest rates so high, I think the average credit card uh, interest rate right now is north of 20%. Wow. Yeah, so it's punishing. And the sooner you can get that paid off, you know, the 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 better off you're going to be financially and you can kind of turn your attention to other goals that are more important rather than, you know, being stuck in this sort of hamster wheel of, of paying off your credit card debt. I think so many have grown accustomed to just thinking, well, that's just the American lifestyle is to have credit card debt. But it does really keep you from being able to have the financial freedom to make other plans because all of that disposable income just kind of gets, as you said, put back into this hamster wheel of charge, pay it off month after month, and it never really seems to go down. So when you are out of financial debt like that, when you don't have lingering payments that have to be taken care of, how does that set you up then to make some great goals for the new year? again, to have that great 2024 financially? Yeah, I I mean, it it varies quite a bit. But, you know, a lot of people have really important goals, whether it's to buy a house or to, you know, retire at a certain age. And you can't do those things if if you're not saving and setting money aside for those long-term goals. So, you know, thinking more long-term about what's really important to you, what do you value? It's probably not the $6 you're spending at Starbucks every day, mm-hmm. if that's a problem. 
And not that those purchases are bad, but you know, if you look at your spending, that that would be the number one place to start because it's not necessarily credit card debt that's the source. It's it goes it goes back further than that. So it could be a spending problem. Um, and you know, I would say that's another important issue for people to really get honest with themselves. Is um, are you, for lack of a better term, do you act rich? Like, are you acting mm-hmm. wealthier than you are by, you know, maybe uh, the house you live in, you know, the place you live, the car you drive, the watch on your wrist, the kind of vacation you go on? Um, I see this quite a bit where, you know, I see people spend more than than they really should when you look at their savings and their net worth relative to their income it's not as high as you would expect because pretty much all of their disposable income is going towards a particular lifestyle that that you know they really shouldn't be living with what they're spending so that would that's i think if if people can be honest with themselves, you know, this is not a problem for everybody, but it is a problem for a, a large percentage of the sure. population. Um, and, you know, we're bombarded by advertising. We see how people live around us. You know, we see the tip of the iceberg and think, man, you know, they they live great. You know, I deserve that too. And But there's actually, I, I always, um, when I talk to people about this, it's a sensitive subject to try to talk to clients about spending habits. And But there is an interesting calculation um, that I think is a good self-test. And you, what you do is you multiply your age by your annual household income. And whatever that number is, then you divide that by 10. And then that is, whatever that number is, that is your expected net worth. And so it's a good test because it takes into account your income and your age and kind of how far along you are in in this. Um, But if you, so you should be right around that number as far as your net worth, which is basically just taking all of your assets and subtracting out any debt. So that would be your net worth. And if you're in the ballpark of what that is, then that's a good indication that, you know, you're saving enough and you're focusing enough on those long-term goals. If you're nowhere near that, um, then that's a sign that maybe some of those resolutions should be to eliminate debt, save more, uh, things that are going to help you out, br- bringing up that uh, net worth to an expected level of where you ought to be for your age and income and all of that. Ashley Mishike is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors. She's joining us this morning to help us have a happy new year by getting our finances in order. Well, actually, just in your discussion, I heard a couple of things there. I've heard about we want to get out of debt. We want to get our spending under control. And then you also mentioned about saving. Now, I I understand savings. And when I think about it, it's like, oh, well, what is in my savings? We have a checking and we have a savings account. I think I've had like, you know, from when I was a kid under my parents' plan, oh, that savings account. When you want to decide that I'm going to try to save this year, what does that look like? Because it doesn't always necessarily mean, I guess, a a number in a, a, a bank savings account. I mean, what other ways can you plan to save this year and where can it go? Yeah, that's a great question. So there is a definitely an order of priority of if you're going to save, you want to start here. And then if once that box is checked, you can move to the next one. So 
I would say first and foremost is you want to have enough savings for emergencies. And a good rule of thumb, and this is money, you know, in your bank account, or if you want to earn a little interest, you could put it in like a money market fund or a CD or something like that. But you want to have three to six months worth of living expenses that's liquid and accessible to you that you could get at any time. That's not, you know, tied up or or anything like that. So, and and also going back to the credit card issue, one of the main reasons why people put money on a credit card and kind of don't get out of that hamster wheel of of credit card debt is because they don't have enough in emergency savings. And then, you know, they have an unexpected expense and then they have to put it on a credit card because that's their only option. So the 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 cushion of having that three to six months of living expenses set aside in a liquid savings account can really be the key to stopping that cycle of going into credit card debt. And so that's the that's the best place to start. Once you have that that safety net of the three to six months living expenses, then you can move on to other things. So um, saving for retirement, um, you know, the the earliest people in their 20s and 30s, even if you can just save a little bit, if you can be consistent with doing that over your entire working life, you know, you're going to have options by the time you get to retirement age. So saving for retirement, um, saving for specific goals, whether that's buying a house, um, you know, maybe you have this uh, trip of a lifetime that you've been putting off. Like, you, you know, Brenda, I know we were talking about going to Rome and things sure. like that. And so, you know, maybe you do it, it's a pilgrimage. And, and so, uh, you know, those types of specific earmarked savings too. Um, you know, and there are other types of things like a health savings account and uh, there's other options. But I would really start with that li- liquid emergency savings. And once that box is checked, move on to longer term retirement savings. And then once once you're being consistent with that, then you can move on to starting to save for other earmarked uh, goals that are important to you. And that's, you know, there's you can get more specific mm-hmm. than that, but I would say that's the kind of the high level key points there of what you want to, the order of saving. I love it. So uh, get out of debt. Control that spending and and get that money saved up. Well, fantastic. And I think for many people, too, a first step is to take an honest look at all of those things. You can't get to where you want to go if you don't know where you're at right now. So, Ashley, I appreciate your time so very much. Happy New Year, and thanks for your time today. Thank you, Brenda. 823 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And along the way, maybe pick up a tax deduction or two. Those are always helpful. And one way you could do that is through Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. If you've got a used car, truck, or boat, or RV around your place, why not look into getting that tax deduction and helping Catholic Radio at the same time? All the details are available for you. It's a simple and easy process, and you can find out all about it at MatraDayRadio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at BiancoDentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Matrade Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's the cup that refreshes the morning blend on Mater Day Radio. 826 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. And Catholic Charities of Oregon gets the recognition it deserves. We've got details on that award coming up next. And should there be an option for a married priesthood? Well, mm-hmm. high ranking Vatican official says you should be revising the policy. Very interesting story I have coming up for you in news. Here is Kyle Sincouli and From the Cross. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Kyle Sincouli, and from the cross, it's 8.30. In your news this morning, a Vatican official has said that he thinks the Catholic Church's priestly celibacy requirement in the Latin Rite should be revised. Archbishop Charles Skincula, who serves as the Archbishop of Malta and is an assistant secretary, the Vatican's dicastery for the doctrine of the faith, said in an interview that the church should think seriously about changing the Western discipline. The 64-year-old archbishop said that the church should learn from the Eastern churches, which allow married men the option to get ordained to the priesthood. In the interview, Archbishop is quoted saying, Why should we lose a young man who would have made a fine priest just because he wanted to get married? And we did lose good priests because they chose marriage. The Archbishop, who was a delegate at the Synod on Synodality Assembly last fall, added that he has previously spoken openly in Rome about his views on priestly celibacy. However, in an interview for a book published in October, Pope Francis pushed back against the idea that changes to church practices, such as introducing female deacons or optional priestly celibacy, would boost vocations. Pope Francis noted that Lutherans ordain women, but still few go to church. Their priests can marry, but despite that, they can't grow the number of ministers. The problem is cultural, the Pope added. We should not be naive and think that programmatic changes will bring us the solution. Federal investigators say a door panel slid up before flying off an Alaska Airline jetliner over Portland, and they're looking as to whether four bolts that were supposed to hold the panel in place might have been missing when the plane took off. Comments yesterday from the National Transportation Safety Board came shortly after Alaska and United Airlines reported separately that they found loose parts in the panels or door plugs of some other Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets. Boeing has called an online meeting for all of its employees this morning to discuss safety. Boeing has delivered more than 200 of the aircraft to customers around the world, but 171 of them were grounded by the Federal Aviation Administration on Saturday until the door plugs can be inspected and, if necessary, fixed. The door plugs are inserted where emergency exit doors would be located on MAX 9s with more than 200 seats. Alaska and United have fewer seats in their MAX 9s, so they replace the heavy doors with the plugs. And in the days since that Alaska Airline flight was forced to turn back to PDX, residents in the Cedar Mill area of Beaverton are finding many objects that fell from the plane after the door plug blew out. Now, that piece of the plane that was key to the investigation of what happened on the Boeing 737 MAX 9 was found in the yard of science teacher at Catlin Gable School. Teacher Bob Sauer was pretty surprised to find it in his backyard. Sauer called the NTSB, which sent a team of investigators to his home on Monday recovering the door. It will be sent to the NTSB Materials Laboratory in Washington, D.C. for further examination. On board the plane, a teenager lost his shirt and some of his personal effects when that door blew out. And the passenger who spoke with him after it happened said that it was likely his seatbelt and no doubt his guardian angel that saved his life. The teen had been sitting in the middle seat of row 20, 
one seat away from the door. He was buckled in and his mom helped pull him back from the hole. When you think about all of the things that could have happened with that plane, and and not to make light of what did happen, but it could have been so much worse, Brenda. And certainly there was some kind of protection that was going on there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and also that the integrity of the plane that was still left around those pieces kind of maintained also. Boy, uh, if I was that boy's mama, I would be holding him Real, real tight today. I imagine so. For the sixth year in a row, Catholic Charities of Oregon has been named one of the most admired nonprofits in Oregon. At a luncheon organized by the Portland Business Journal, the agency was 10th on the annual list compiled after voting from local chief executives across all industries. Natalie Wood, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Oregon, credited the organization's staff, volunteers, and donors for the recognition during her recent comments on Catholic Charities Francis and Claire Place project. Our main kind of goal with this project is to not just provide a shelter, but to provide a home where people can live and thrive and do well. For the past several years, they've provided the kitchen for the homeless there. And I always say that they had a radically accepting love there at that mission, and they served everyone. They turned no one away. And so this, I believe, is really the next step for them because this is our 90th anniversary. Also recognized during the luncheon as one of the most admired nonprofits in Oregon was Catholic Charities partner, the Blanchet House and Farm. Contract negotiations have failed between the city of La Center and the Cowlitz Indian tribe. Tribal officers would have provided police services inside city limits. Had the city and tribe reached an agreement, it would have been one of a few instances in the state where tribal police officers were contracted to provide law enforcement services on non-tribal lands. La Center Mayor Tom Strobin said the city's relationship with the tribe has been great. They just could not reach an agreement on indemnification. Despite the outcome, Mayor said the city and the tribe will still work together on other projects. The center has struggled with declining tax revenue to fund the services residents want and expect. For years, gambling tax from the city's four card rooms were its largest source of tax revenue. And that changed after Alenay Casino opened in April of 2017. Within three years, city gambling tax revenue dropped by almost 60%. And in sports, well, it didn't go the way Washington Husky fans wanted it to. Blake Corum ran for 134 yards and two fourth-quarter touchdowns as the top-ranked Michigan Wolverines beat number 2 Washington 34-13 last night in the college football playoff. Michigan's defense held Huskies quarterback Michael Penix to just 255 yards passing, one touchdown, and forced two interceptions. Penix's remarkable six-year college career ended with maybe his worst performance of the season, just couldn't get anything going deep with those throws, and the loss last night snapped the Huskies' 21-game winning streak. And, uh, you know, the Olympics are coming up this year. Are they? They are. And one of my favorite things in the Olympics, (laughs) diving. Is it? I love diving. High diving? Uh, Ever since I saw Greg Louganis do it, I've just kind of been hooked to it. And evidently, the diving fever (laughs) is sweeping across Alabama. Stop. 
Yeah. <laughs> so a, a man crashed his car outside a Bass Pro Shop in Alabama, stripped and plunged into one of the giant aquariums inside the store, police recently said. The ordeal happened on Thursday night at Shock Shoppers in the town of Leeds, just outside of Birmingham, witness. A 42-year-old Alabama man did a cannonball leap into the aquarium and then stood under a waterfall waiting for police to arrive. He was... Uh, charged with public lewdness, disorderly conduct, criminal mischief, and the Russian judge only gave him an 8.6. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those poor fish. They did not oh, want to have any know. part of that. <laughs> but imagine you're you're at Bass Pro Shop, you know, shopping for your weekend fishing trip, going out to get some lures or something like that, <laughs> you know, or checking out the, the new pole, and you look up and see this guy trying out for the Olympics. And, and and taking a little bath <laughs> under the waterfall. I that, have a feeling. I he he that, decided to stop and, and and just bask under the waterfall. I have a feeling. This was in Alabama. This is in, in Alab- Leeds, Alabama, which is where Dave Vassaris is from. <laughs> so We're going to have to check in with him. He's a little older than 42. Otherwise, I would be like, was that Dave? Was that Dave? Yeah. I'll have to look at a picture. <laughs> it's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Continuing on today and tomorrow, it's the American Red Cross Blood Drive at the Grotto, marking the Grotto's centennial year. This three-day blood drive is with the goal of 100 donations, one pint of blood for every year the Grotto's been open. Every donor gets two passes to the Upper Gardens, which can be used the day of donation or up to six months later. Sign up for a donation time on the Red Cross website. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head online to materdayradio.com and find it on the Hail Mary Media app. I heard that uh, Chris Blanchard said that if they fall short, that Patrick himself is going to uh, donate all of the remaining pints. Oh, is that right? I believe so. I think I think one pint is going to be plenty. I, th- sure. I think they're going to get there. Of I think they'll they get will. the goal. But hopefully the weather will cooperate because we've got a big change coming, including a blizzard warning. We'll check that forecast plus a homily highlight. We'll head down to Albany and St. Mary's Parish to hear from Father Mauro Escano next at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Following the murders of 49 worshipers at two mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand, blogger Larry Denninger recalled a line from the Lord of the Rings trilogy which asked, What can men do against such reckless hate? Denninger wrote, The best response to reckless hate is reckless love. Evil's power lies in its ability to make us despair and feel hopeless. But God doesn't expect you or me to solve all the problems. He expects us to love with a reckless love today, tomorrow, and every day. Denninger continued, May it never be said no one ever witnessed the love of God in us because we fail to show the love we profess. Let us be the ones to show what can be done against such reckless hate. 
This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its Colleges of Arts and Sciences and its Schools of Business, Education, Engineering, and Nursing. Learn more at up.edu. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. 822 at Mater Dei Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat. Weather is a change in a 90% chance of rain today with a high near 44 and those winds picking up to over 35 miles per hour. Then tonight, snow possibly mixed with rain and some thunder possible. Snow level could drop down to 1,000 feet. And in the Cascades, we have got a blizzard warning low tonight. 34 degrees, so get ready because it's just going to get colder and colder as we get closer to the weekend. Currently, it is a mild 41 degrees at Our Lady of Lords Catholic Church and School in Vancouver. And it's 41 at Our Lady of Peace St. Mary's in Albany. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And our homily highlight this morning comes from down in the Albany area with Father Mauro Escano of St. Mary's. My brothers and sisters, today we are celebrating the Feast of the Lord's Epiphany, the arrival of the Magi to Bethlehem to reveal Jesus Christ to the world. Now this event completes the Christmas story but the story really never ends. For us to whom the Lord is revealed, our story is just beginning. I hope that we do our best to reveal him to others as well in the way we build relationships with them. May we be instruments of God's revelation to others or through our presence, through our relationships, the hope is that Jesus Christ will be revealed. Now, the Feast of the Lord's Epiphany is always a reminder for us of our faith's universality. The Lord came to be king of all the world, not just of a few selected people, but of all the world. So in this feast, we commemorate the manifestation of the Lord to all the world as represented by the Magi from coming from different parts of the world. And I believe that in celebrating this feast day, we have to remind ourselves that although Jesus Christ has already revealed himself to the world, we still have to exert effort to actually encounter him and feel his grace working in our lives. 
Let us always remember that our Lord reveals himself to those who search for him. So in other words, our participation is needed if indeed we want to see and encounter Jesus Christ, our King. Now the Magi traveled far and wide in search of Jesus. They gave up their time, their talents, and their treasures on their journey in search of Jesus Christ. It is generally believed that these men were wealthy. You know, they can afford to travel, and they have the resources at their disposal for the journey. They gave it up just to find Jesus. Now, that is actually where the tradition of calling them kings came from. They can afford the journey. They have servants with them. And the reason why they were able to get an audience with King Herod himself was probably because they themselves were royalty. So, well, whatever they are, ordinary wise men, astronomers, or kings, they gave up their time, their talents, and their treasures to travel far and wide just to find Jesus. And when they found him, they gave him gifts that are worthy for a king. Now in them, we see, we see an example to follow. Brothers and sisters, how far are we willing to go to encounter Jesus? How much are we willing to give to have that encounter with Jesus Christ? And let us always remember again, our encounter with Jesus will only happen if we are open to him and if we exert effort to see him. Now there's a big contrast between the Magi and the others who were looking for Jesus Christ. Herod, for example, whatever his intention was, he was also trying to see Jesus. But instead of himself traveling far and wide to look for Jesus Christ, he asked his servants, his soldiers, even the Magi, to do it for him. And Jesus did not reveal himself to Herod. Truly, the Lord reveals himself, himself to those who exert effort to truly search for him. So may we never get tired of searching for the Lord. And may we always encounter him in all the people we relate with every day of our lives. You know, I was thinking more about this, why the Magi are also referred to as wise men. And I think they're called wise because they knew what to look for. Materially, they might already have everything they could ever want. But they knew that those were not really enough, so they looked for that which really mattered. They looked for God. And I think a part of being wise is to be able to to ask the right questions, to look for, for the most important things. And the Magi showed us an example to follow. So let us truly not stop looking for the Lord, even if things are going well in our lives. You know, there are, there's a tendency for, for people to only pray when they have problems. 
there's a tendency for people to, to only want to encounter the Lord when they're uh, on the lowest times in their lives. Well, brothers and sisters, those are not the only times when the Lord reveals himself to us. We should look for him all the time in all situations of our lives, in all the people that we relate with, you know, in the poor, in the marginalized, in our friends and even strangers who need help, in the people we love, in everyone. If we look hard enough, the Lord will reveal himself to us. In situations where it is so easy to give in to impatience and anger with other people. You know, in situations where it's so easy to make judgments about others. Let us be wise and look for Jesus instead. And just like the wise man who gave Jesus precious gifts, let us give them our gifts of love and kindness. Most probably they too are looking for Jesus, whether they know it or not. And the love and kindness that we can give them can be a spark that may open their hearts and minds to the revelations that Jesus would like them to have. When the Lord has been revealed to us, because we actively look for him. Well, may, may we never stop. And as we find him, may those people that really need our kindness, our love, that they may truly experience the Lord's presence from us. So as we celebrate today the epiphany of the Lord, let us pray that we may have the strength to become instruments of our Lord's epiphany to others. Every day of our lives, let us truly reveal him to everyone. And that is today's homily highlight. That is Father Mauro Escano from St. Mary's Catholic Church down in Albany. If you would like to listen to that homily again, please go to Mater Dei Radio's webpage, materdayradio.com. There you will find that homily made into a podcast. You can also catch all of our great locally produced shows on the front page there. You'll also access all of the podcasts on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. 
Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. I'm Richard Hernandez, Principal of St. Vincent de Paul School in Salem. We're excited to open enrollment for the 2024-2025 school year. As the only dual language school in the Archdiocese of Portland, St. Vincent de Paul School provides a distinctive educational experience with a strong foundation in Catholic values for students in preschool through fifth grade. Visit svdpschoolsalem.org to schedule a tour and learn more about admissions. That's svdpschoolsalem.org for St. Vincent de Paul School. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 8.55 at Mater Day Radio, last check of weather, 90% chance of rain today, high 44, then it all changes tonight. Snow possibly mixed in with the rain, thunderstorms, snow level dropping down to 1,000 feet, low at 34, and it just gets colder and more mm-hmm. snowy as we get into the weekend with that blizzard warning going into effect. Right now in the Rose City, 41 degrees. And closing out our show today, let it rain. It's Crowder <laughs> featuring Mandisa. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Is there anybody sunshine?
Interday Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Crowder with Mandisa. Let it rain, but no snow, no snow. 859. Well, that wraps us up for Morning Blend Ooh. on a Tuesday. I definitely now feel like I got to get that planning going. Make Absolutely. sure I'm ready just in case. We will hope for rain, but we might be seeing a snowflake or two today. Yeah, I think we might. We yeah. might. Hopefully the roads will stay nice and dry. That's right. Well, it is a Tuesday. That means Voice of the Shepherd is coming up this evening with our good friend Dina Marie. Great programming. Till then, have a very blessed day.